We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Support for this podcast comes from Wild Turkey Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. Let's tune in to their one-on-one with Jamal, a real bartender from Old Fourth Ward in Atlanta. I really get into the backstory of whatever I'm pouring. Out of respect, there are literally years of experience behind these bottles. Wild Turkey, same recipe since 1942. If you want a true classic, this is what you want to order. Wild Turkey. Wild Turkey Distilling Company, Lawrenceburg, Kentucky. Copyright 2020, Campari, American, New York, New York. Never compromise, drink responsibly. This is the Rotowire Fantasy Football Podcast. Here's your host, John Helpin. Hey everybody, it's John Halpin. Welcome to the Thursday, November 9th edition of the Rotowire Fantasy Football Podcast, sponsored by FanDuel. Um, Tim Heaney's back with me like every Thursday, and we're going to start previewing week 10 by talking about his Dallas Cowboys. The Ezekiel Elliott situation. Tim, um, would you like to introduce this or would you like me to? Uh, it's you, buddy. I Legal jargon's your job, so there you go. <laughs> yes, in my expert legal. <laughs> I'm staring at my Harvard Law degree on the, uh, on the wall. <laughs> so... Ezekiel, we're doing this Thursday morning, a little after 9 a.m. Eastern. Ezekiel Elliott will be back in court Thursday um, with a three-judge panel from the Second Circuit Court of Appeals trying to grant an injunction. Remember, last week was a stay, not a decision one way or the other. It was a delay, I think was the exact word. Um, yeah. So if Ezekiel Elliott, we, we hope to know later today or tomorrow – what the status of this hearing is or what the result of this hearing is. Now, uh, Rotowire's Mark Stopa, as I mentioned Monday, Tuesday, basically has been arguing if Zeke loses, this is probably it. That this, for real, everybody, because it's so funny. <laughs> I felt like I talked to a few people this week and I mentioned this and I said, well, actually, you know, uh, Rotowire's got this guy who, who writes and he's an attorney and he kind of explained 
why this is it. And people kind of look at it and go, oh, yeah, right. He's just going to appeal again. It's like, well, at some point, you can't just appeal forever. <laughs> There's some, you have to exhaust your, uh, your case after a little bit. <laughs> yes. So, so uh, Stopa seems to think this is it. Um, I was reading uh, Dan Graziano from ESPN, um, who is not an attorney, but ex- tried to explain the legalese here. And um, it said he could appeal this to the full Second Circuit or to the Supreme Court. Could. Doesn't mean he will. Doesn't mean he'd have a really good shot at it. But he could, apparently, according to what I'm reading on ESPN.com. It, um, and But it, it's this also says if he loses this round, however, there's a strong likelihood that he ends up having to serve the six-game suspension this season. So, folks, if you have Ezekiel Elliott – you might find out on Friday that he's not playing for six weeks. Like, for real. So be prepared. I don't, we don't know that this will happen because he might win this appeal. The thing is, I believe what I read, the Second Circuit is the one that ruled for the NFL against Tom Brady. And this is sort of a similar decision in the fact that basically the argument is, does the NFL have the power to do this, Right. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, it's 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 a Manhattan courthouse, second second circuit. So I guess that that's really been ruling in their favor because I guess it's a home territory kind of for them. I guess. <laughs> so anyway, um, be prepared if you own Ezekiel Elliott, um, and you might get a late decision. Yeah. You might find out that he's in for the year, and your third round pick was a jackpot, and that's great for you. You might yeah. find out tomorrow that he's out until week sixteen. You might find out today. So just stay tuned, everybody. Stay tuned to us on Twitter. Uh, Tim will be tweeting. He's at Tim underscore Heaney. He also tweets from uh, the at RotoWire account. Uh, there will be news on the at RotoWire NFL, and I'm at JHalvin37. If I hear anything, if any of us hears anything, we will let you know as soon as possible. But yes, we are not, Tim and I, nor, neither Tim nor I are attorneys. So um, <laughs> <laughs> just, just take that as you will. We're, we're trying to learn and, and, and convey whatever information we have as best we can without sounding stupid. So there you go. Um, Tim, let's get to football. And not court cases. <laughs> Good idea. <laughs> All right. Uh, Ravens, Chiefs, Raiders, Eagles are off this week. Carson Wentz takes a break, a well-deserved break. Uh, Thursday night, this is what I said last week about the Sunday night game. Do I have to watch Seahawks Cardinals? <laughs> is it our job that we have to watch it? Uh, so, somewhat. I mean, hey, Ugh. hey, Sunday night, Sunday night, it was actually like, you know, ug- ugly, exciting, I guess is yeah. the word to say. I so, agree with that. Yeah. But uh, th- this is probably to be very similar to that. Okay. Well, Seahawks Cardinals, um, do you think that the uh, – right now, where are you on Drew Stanton? Not that you want to play Drew Stanton, but I felt like last week I wanted to completely bet against Drew Stanton to where I even picked up the 49ers defense in a league. It did not work. Drew Stanton wasn't the, the train wreck that I hoped. Do you think he might be this kind of train wreck against the Seahawks at home tonight? Oh, uh, I, well, I, I expect the Seahawks to give him a lot more resistance in the front seven. Uh, and, and, you know, with the Legion of Boom, even with Earl Thomas doubtful, uh, you know, Stanton was was safe. You know, if you, if you want to go 50 percent uh, passing completion safe, um, you know, I, I, I don't think Larry Fitzgerald was I didn't think Larry Fitzgerald was going to suffer with Stanton behind center. I think because there's a little bit of familiarity there. I think, you know, Fitzgerald being the mid range catching, I think was OK for that offense. Um, I, I I think Seattle will give him a bigger test this week, you know, um, there's there's no real you know Richard Sherman's not going to follow anybody really Fitzgerald will work out the slot still which actually does kind of work in his favor a bit but yeah I, I you know this is a case where I would be more willing to bet on a on a downturn because Drew Stanton nothing special the 49ers defense makes a lot of mediocre guys look okay even more so um, so yeah I wouldn't go crazy expecting much from the Seattle offense this week except for I guess Adrian Peterson maybe right <laughs> um, what about 
So, so Eddie Lacy's out, right? I mean, he's uh, looks that way. Yeah. yeah. So Thomas Rawls by default is the lead guy. He doesn't. Re- he won't really play on passing downs. And CJ Procise is supposed to play final. Of course, we've been talking about him since July, and <laughs> you know nothing's happened there. But it does. Does does the clarity in role or the seeming clarity in role make you want to pick up Thomas Rawls anywhere? Uh, I had a lot of fab this week in one league where I missed out on a bunch of big guys. I, I spent like what, 167 on Rawls out of like 400 just to kind of get the hammer down. I don't know if he's necessarily worth that, but I think the situation called for it for me with running backs. Uh, right. You know, it looked okay last week. He had what was 70 total yards on 11 touches against the Redskins. That's that's not terrible. And, the, you know, the Cardinals, not, you know, not the best defense overall there. And it, it, this could really, you know, I, well, here's the thing. I had pro size in that league, too. That, that's what it was. So, you know, nice little handcuff, I guess, so to speak. If Rawls can outplay Lacey, I have both elements of that backfield. Still going to be a mess, I think, each week-to-week situation will call for it. I hope this is the week ProSize, um, you know, kind of makes his market because I can see them wanting to pass a little bit more and ProSize being involved more there. So Rawls is a good get. I think, you know, he could, could be a flex guy this week. But, you know, I'm hoping for ProSize to just kind of, you know, blow it out of the water again. All right. I have Rawls ranked 29th at running back, if that tells you anything. That basically, yeah. a 29th yeah, right. ranking is uh, me shrugging my shoulders and saying I'm not sure what to do. It's a flex. Yeah. <laughs> right. I'm okay with it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, could you play him? Yeah, maybe. Kind of. Depends. Well, <laughs> it's one yeah. of those. Well, you know, four by weeks. So. Yeah. Um, Browns and Lions. Uh, the Lions defense is obviously a pretty strong play. Mm-hmm. Um. Can we talk about Josh Gordon for a minute? Are you sure? Any interest? I, I whined and moaned about him on Tuesday that I was just I was I, I didn't want to hear any Josh Gordon questions, but he seems to be one of the more interesting topics to people this week. So I wanted to see where you are. Are you in? I, I'm not even in a look. Anyone can be stashed depending on your situation and your roster depth and all that. But I mean, well, well, I, I'm, I'm struggling uh-huh. to figure out why I should be interested for the remainder of this season. Um, just, you know, if you're grasping at straws, you know, it's a good stash. You won't be able to play until week 13. Um, terrible matchup. If he were to come back then against the chargers, those cornerbacks are tough. We've talked about this a mm-hmm. lot, but the Packers in week 14 could be interesting there. Um, you know, I think Jimmy Smith of the Ravens would guard him in week 15, week 16 against the bears. That's probably a doable matchup. Uh, I, I wouldn't go off expecting, you know, the elite seasons that he had, you know, 2013 is not in the wheelhouse when it comes to per game production right now. You know, hoping for, you know, as, as we had Thomas Rawls with the flex, you're hoping with Josh Gordon as a wide receiver three. Uh, he, he would make it to Sean Kaiser more interesting because there's the deep aspect of, of his game. Uh, and Kaiser does have an arm. Um, just all it's all about if he's not throwing to defenders or if he can actually let a play develop. Uh, I don't know. I, I'm going to stash him. I, I was out on him in a lot of leagues. I, I was holding him in a league for a little bit. I had to drop him for, for to me to need. So I'm a little bit, you know, upset at that. But uh, th- there, there's a little bit of interest here. I wouldn't go crazy, but. You know, kind of minimum expectations. If you just go as a as a maybe a starter, I think you'll be okay if he if he gets the chance to play. Uh, all right, if you say so. <laughs> <laughs> well, you got Corey Coleman coming back too, so that's going to make things more right. Week eleven, I think, is what Corey Coleman's looking at. Yeah. Um, all right. The other side I want to talk about. This is not just because it's well, it's the Browns, but uh, the wide receivers. It's funny. I, I, I did rankings, and I've got. Two Lions wide receivers inside my top 10. Yeah. (laughs) I can't blame you. And it's because, I mean, the thing is, Marvin Jones, everybody, I I think there's a temptation right now to look at Marvin Jones 
and kind of go, yeah, he's, you know, you could flex him or maybe make him a number two wide receiver. Last three games, Marvin Jones has 36 targets. Yep. I mean, Stafford, this this is what we hoped for last year, and we got it for the first four or five weeks, and then he fell off the face of the earth. And I think he was hurt a little bit. Yeah, he was. He had had a couple of, like, a little lower body problem again. Yeah, so So. um, he is just, I I mean, this is just a great spot. It's a great spot for Stafford. Um, Golden Tate, two games since he's been, since he got back from injury, has been really strong. Seven catches in each game. Um, Again, they're playing the Browns. I mean, I, I have Stafford. Is he one or two on my list? I have him at one. I have him at QB one. So yeah, well, yeah. I, I believe Jeff does as well on the weekly rankings. So yeah, it's. Uh, I mean, this, this is this is roll with your line. And even yeah. even though I think that Miles oh, Garrett's back this week, mm-hmm. yeah. So I I think their defense was more. Let, let's call it somewhat respectable when he played. Right. So <laughs> yeah, maybe they won't get. I, I still I think they could cover. But yeah. I don't know. Um, anyway, anyway well, this game, I, I don't want to play Abdullah so much because mm-hmm. the Browns' run defense has not been bad. Right. And, uh, you know, it, situation, and he put the ball on the ground twice last week, Abdullah. Right. So that's, that might be an issue with, you know, Washington and are taking over. But Riddick seems to be the better play in the backfield just because of the passing aspect being open there. Um, yeah, I, I mean, just glad to see uh, Jones and Tate really kind of coming into their own. The, the great cornerback matchup against the Packers last week, that was uh, very favorable. I had some DFS success with, uh, with Safford and Tate. A couple setups, and yeah, this seems to play out like a similar situation. I I hate ranking Matthew Stafford number one though because Stafford's the type of guy you like to overachieve expectations instead of you you make him the number one or the number two, and he and then he can falter in situations like this. Like if a Miles Garrett comes back and flies it, because you know if uh, if he matches up with Brian Mahalik at a tackle, that could be a real big mismatch in Cleveland's favor. But I still like Stafford as definitely a strong quarterback one this week. All right, and and the other reason I like Stafford, I'm actually looking um, in attempts. He's 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 back up way high. He's throwing the ball a lot. Yep. So, um, uh, you know, value, value matters, everybody. All right. Steelers and Colts. Avante Davis got released. Yeah. That's, so uh, that's crazy. Groin injury. Then he said they disrespected him <laughs> last week. And they basically they said, all right, we're cutting him. See you later. So anyway, <sighs> not that he was going to help you this week anyway. but Right. Well, it was, you know, he was, uh, his absence might help for fantasy. So, right. Yeah. How much do you so, – so this is a matchup for the Steelers against a, a, a bad pass defense, right? Mm-hmm. Is – how much do you like Juju? Uh, with the Martavis Bryant news that he's coming back, a little bit of a downgrade. Yeah. I think Schuster's still the overall better receiver. He's, he's proven that already. I don't think he's – Bryant has proven that he'll overtake Schuster because uh, Schuster's kind of, you know, um, done his role a little bit easy with no drama, I guess. Uh, with, the, with this one, I – I, I, I just I want to be safe with just Brown going off this week. I think this is a, a finally like a Antonio Brown. I'm going to murder you type of game. <laughs> um, right. You know, it's and then the, the secondary guys are kind of like, all right, you get a time. I mean, you get a little piece of the pie after that. I I think Brown Schuster are strong plays. I think Brian's a good flex. Um, yeah, I, I'm just I'm just happy that they're getting this matchup at this point because I in my Antonio Brown leagues, I need some sort of a jolt after his bye week. So, you know, all right. <laughs> I was looking at this one. The thing is, about the Colts, let me look at these yeah. numbers. So they're the 31st ranked pass defense. Mm-hmm. But it's not, I mean, the QB, the, the completion percentage and the rate, they're giving up big chunk plays. But they're not getting, I mean, all, all the numbers aren't bad, if, if, if that makes sense. So I mean, yeah. it's not good. Yeah. 
but it's it's no. not the you know the, I mean the, like I said the rating and the completion percentage is what I'm looking at maybe I'm grasping maybe I'm grasping the straws here but um, maybe, well, maybe they're bad but not horrendously awful I, I still don't love the idea of starting Roethlisberger it's not as assuredly a number one as it used to be he's still it's still it's a game where Le- Le'Veon Bell could you know remove a lot of volume from the passing game so I, I, I know I said that before of being Schuster being a good play but you know I t- besides Brown it's always going to be a crapshoot with, with this offense and I don't know the, the Colts have given have been blown out by the Rams the Seahawks this year they let, they let the Titans go all over them uh Titan uh, Jaguars got a little bit of offense in there as well it's I, they've been lucky to face the 49ers the Browns uh you know the Cardinals I think those are offensive kind of you know tempered what they were going to show and then you know they, they luckily faced the Texans without Deshaun Watson so I think there are some matchups that might have skewed the numbers a little bit po- more positively than they should be mm-hmm. I still think the Steelers are you know I, I would be confident in this offense against them okay um all right the other side the Colts eh, I don't know whatever I mean Frank Gore it's weird Frank Gore's volume is not bad but then you never want to play him mm-hmm. and, and people rank yeah. him against committee guys rank him below committee guys all the time the more exciting, quote unquote, committee guys. You know that that's the workload versus upside. Yeah, situation. Because you think Frank Gore, I'm going to get 50 yards, but am I going to get a touchdown? Right. And if that's exactly. all there is, then eh. um, Chargers Jags. What's the over under? I mean, I got it right here. It's low, right? It's uh, 40, I would think it's low. 41. There you go. Um, the are, are you just fading all the the Chargers receivers? Are we? We're at that point with the Jags, I think, right? Yeah, um, I wonder if Keenan Allen will be. I mean, Allen's the one you got to play, regardless. Mm-hmm. Um, if he matches up, if you can, if you can avoid Ramsey and Bouye because he plays in the slot, that that'd be nice for me. Um, yeah, but you know the Benjamin Williams and Williams situation, I, it's frustrating. I, I wouldn't want to play that. I think Henry's your guy again, um, top tenish type of option there, a tight end, just because I think they'll have an easier time getting through the seams. But yeah, anyone going against, against Ramsey and Bouye is a. Uh, is not someone I would be confident in playing. No, and I have Keenan Allen at 19, so I guess I'm not fading. Fading him is, is strong. That's, um, that, that, that's pretty rational, though. Rivers is a guy you don't want anything to do with mm-hmm. here. Um, Fournette's back yeah. after last week's debacle with everybody. I was, yeah, I was, at a, I was uh, almost I – I had just gotten off my panel in Arizona when I saw the news, and I had to run to, to switch my lineups out. Right. So. See, I don't have any, but I, I had to do something between uh, 12 and 1230. So I answered yeah. a bunch of questions, and I got back, and I'm going, wait, what? What happened? Yeah. <laughs> this is so weird. So, of course, I started getting Chris Ivory wherever I could, and that mm-hmm. was just so-so. But, um, well, I, I got CJ Yeldon because it was PPR, and I wanted to have that lean to it, and then right. I was like, yeah, work out either. So, <laughs> All right, Otherwise, in this game, yeah, yeah, Marquise Lee maybe, even though those corners are good, like you said. Yeah, those corners are pretty sick. I mean, uh, D.D. Westbrook back this week, that's, that's <laughs> what's intriguing to me. That's hold on. I don't think no, they didn't activate him this week. It looks like so again. Still on IRR. Yeah. Oh, come on, man. Yeah. Come back already. Not the yeah, listen. Us asking for D.D. Westbrook. Yeah. Hey, you know, could be a nice little, decent little, you know, quickie uh, slot type of player though. Yeah. Um, Wednesday news: Marone said he hasn't decided. Yeah, that's a shame. He's active. Okay. Saints and Bills. This is not. Mm. Okay, so the Saints are not your same old Saints. Certainly. Nope. Nope. Um, forecast for Buffalo, 40 ish degrees, maybe some precipitation. Yeah. The bills at home have been pretty strong. I don't like these same. I mean, this, I, I, I kind of want to preface this by saying 
I don't like the Saints, and it's not just because it's the usual Saints in a cold weather outdoor place. Right. Well, you know, we talked about that's, you know, the run first offense now and the Bills defense definitely one of the sturdier ones they faced all year. This is a sneaky, sneaky good game, I think, but yeah. it might be a sneaky, sneaky good defensive game. Right. Uh, Go figure, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, the Saints are a different animal on defense, too. It's it's they're, they're making the shift, you know, that everyone's making with the running games. And I think they're one of the, the, the better, you know, case studies of, of flipping this year. Right. And then, um, I mean, these the guys, Kamara, the, I mean, we, you, we really like him. Mm-hmm. He looks great, as I keep saying. Do you, do you love playing him here? I, I think the, the shiftier back of the two, I think that's the one you want to play against Buffalo's front. It just seems like a better matchup there. Get him more out in space, Kamara. Uh, Kamara. Um, I would not not play Ingram. Right. I just think he's a flex. I think I think Kamara takes the RB two lead this week, just because they're pro- like I said they probably do want to get him out with that uh, that defensive line being so good. All right, see, I have Ingram tenth at running back, just because well, who well, I, yeah. I don't I feel like who else am I going to put ahead of him? Okay, um, Peterson. Would you put Peterson ahead of him? <sighs> oh God, uh, volume wise, I think yes. But right. do you want to? <laughs> what's he going to do with that that yardage against um, Seattle? Seattle's not the best against the run this year, though. That's we true. We had to mention that before. So, I mean, Lamar I think Miller's playing the, at the Rams, so I want to put him ahead of Ingram. I don't know. It's uh, tough. Well, I, the Rams the Rams were averaging like five something yards to carry for most of the year right. out. So, I think I'd put both those guys ahead of Ingram. Okay. Not not to say Ingram's awful, but I think he's an, he's a higher higher flex or a low two something like that this week. All right, um, we've got Charles Clay probably returning for mm-hmm. the Bills. And Kelvin Benjamin going to play, um, we think. Yeah, he's, he's got the tough Lattimore draw this week, though. Yeah. He, uh, that's Lattimore's – I'm surprised people aren't talking about him more. He's, he's been a lockdown shadow cornerback this year. Yep. Um, they're, they're, like we said, they're good. They're interesting. Hey, I, who do you think wins this game? Uh, I, I, it's a really cool – I think it's like a 55-45, I think. Yep. I want to say New Orleans just because I think if they hold uh, Benjamin in check, they'll be in decent shape. Um, man, that's that's tough. It's it's a it's a nice nice matchup. I think people don't realize how good these two teams have become. You know, fundamentally, yeah. I guess. Yeah. Um, it's funny. I I, I write, I write a, a a weekly picks column somewhere else, and I, and I the first sentence was underrated game here. So you oh, and yeah. I are on the same wavelength. But the thing is, the weird thing is the over under forty six and a half, and I don't I don't see it that way. No, I think it's over under 42 or something. Right. Maybe. Yeah. All right. Um, Less than that. Jets, Bucks, no Jameis, no Mike Evans. Due, due to Lattimore, as we said. He takes them out when they, when they hit him. So, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so we're going to have the, the Ryan Fitzpatrick revenge narrative. That's fun. Yeah, another one. <laughs> so many. Ryan, I'm always Ryan, scrambling I, for it. Yeah. Well, the Ryan, Ryan Fitzpatrick has like, what, 13 revenge games. I think he does. <laughs> I think you're right. <laughs> Um, the, I mean, the Jets are, the, the Jets have, I, I think their road record, they haven't been as good on the road, right? So, yeah. I mean, what do you, I mean, can the Bucks be, I, I feel like the Bucks have been so bad, but I look at this one and I go, oh yeah, I could totally see them winning this. It's also a Josh McCown revenge game. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, I, well, yeah, the Buccaneers defense is, is terrible. We told you talk about this. The secondary is yes. one you can easily beat. I think the Jets will be an, uh, a really chalky DFS stack this week, which is weird, or at least a, a Robbie Anderson chalky pick. 
if nothing else. Uh, you know, Josh McCown can work vertically pretty well. We, you know, we've, we've said this before. I think I kind of underrated heading into the year. You know, he's had some, you know, good, good passing campaigns with the Browns, the Bears, and even it's like, you know, this is this is a deep. This is a secondary where he can really, really take advantage downfield. So yeah, I I, I kind of like McCown and Anderson. I think are are both strong plays. The backfield's going to be interesting. Uh, Safarian Jenkins. I think there's a touchdown in him this week. It's a weekly gamble depending on what else he does because he right. doesn't do much else. Um, the Forte injury is going to be big though. So we'll right. see what that works. Yeah. Um. So Robbie Anderson last three weeks five, six, and five targets. Mm-hmm. So I mean I like him too, but I'm kind of going. I wish they would throw to him a little more. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. He well, he's he's the type of guy that can get things done after the catch really well. He's got he actually gets good separation after that. That one week of twelve targets, everyone was like, oh, he's going to be the next you know big receiver, and didn't pan out that way. But you know, three scores in a row. You know, I'm not saying he's Will Fuller esque, uh, you know, security <laughs> with Watson, but I, I I think there's there's a good reason to think that you know even on like seven targets he can have a huge day. All right. Um, by the way, the news on Matt Forte, who's been playing well, yeah, um, better than we probably expected. I think um, didn't practice Wednesday knee issue. Mm, wait and see. Um, Vikings Redskins. This is a sneaky good game. Redskins should have some of their offensive line back. I don't have all the details here, but I know some of they, they think they're they're expecting some of them because they're losing. They were missing everybody. Yeah, Williams, Williams and Cher. That's a huge, huge yep. pair to miss. So um, hopefully they'll get some back, which could make it a decent game. Um, Redskins, uh, Jordan Reed sounds like he's going to be out. Jameson Crowder, we don't know. He missed last week. He was, I think, individual drills on Wednesday. So uh, we got to wait and see on him. guy I want to ask you about is everybody's talking about Jarek McKinnon. And no one's talking about Latavius Murray. And and after last week, I could understand the week before um, because he averaged about two yards a carry. But the workload, the workload's there. For Latavius Murray, and I don't think it's going away. Sure. Uh, yeah. I mean, they're kind of playing things conservatively on offense. Um, you know, maybe if Stephon Diggs gets healthier, maybe that'll change a bit with with Murray's sake. Um, I still like McKinnon, and you and I, you and I still like McKinnon as a more exciting back. But you know, flex worthy back for Murray, absolutely. Uh, just you hope he gets the 20, 20 touches again. Right. And this game, let's see, over under here is forty two and a half. Yeah, I don't know if that's going to happen this game. Okay. Because the the Washington pass rush is is underrated. Yeah. Um, I just think it's it's a McKinnon type of game, and and I don't know that the Vikings offensive line is nothing special again. So. All right. Um, Redskins side, uh, the receivers are just. I mean, I'm still still not willing to go in on Josh Doxson. <sighs> well, it, I mean, if he it's it's gonna be who's gonna match up with Rhodes this week? Is it gonna be Doxson or Pryor? And either one is just already weak. I, I, Doxson with the you know big play. Uh, at the end of at the end of last week's game it was nice to see, which it would have rolled in the end zone for me. But you know. <laughs> <laughs> it's all about you. It's all about me. Um, I mean, the Vikings corner, like the Chargers cornerbacks, the Vikings cornerbacks are pretty crazy too. So, okay, everybody, FanDuel is fantasy football for everyday fans. New contest starting every week. No busted seasons. It's got something for everyone. Plenty of contests to choose from, and they start at just one dollar. It's easy to get for a dollar. Just pick a contest, choose your team, and watch your score real time. Um, so I'm looking at the FanDuel salaries. Uh, mm-hmm. The quarterback salaries, uh, the FanDuel quarterback salaries are not wildly divergent. You know what I mean? Like, it, you go down yeah. to the I, – I, I'm looking at Josh McCown, and he's probably the I don't know, 12th or so highest quarterback, but he's only a $1,400 difference from Dak. So mm-hmm. it's not that – I still like him. It's just quarterback – FanDuel to me, and I am far from a DFS shark – Quarterback to me is something a fan duel, you know, but saving money on the quarterback does not 
do that much for you. Right. They, yeah, it's um, a little more tightly, uh, tightly packed in, in the in the standard deviation, I guess, is the good thing to say there. And yeah. And, and you know, quarterback, I'm usually I'm usually like you. I usually like to go to the cheaper side. But, you know, the, the ROI with, with FanDuel quarterbacks usually is, is, you know, doesn't really pay to, like you said, go towards the cheaper kind. And, you know, we talked about Matthew Stafford before. Looks like a decent one this week as well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah Matthew Stafford here the, at the top. He's the fourth one. He's behind Breeze. Yeah, I'd absolutely Behind Breeze, absolutely. Absolutely. Stafford. Um, I like actually kind of like Matt Ryan, too, who's a little cheaper. He's 7,700. Yeah. I mean, I guess the Cowboys, it's going to be an interesting, interesting match. We'll talk about that later. But yeah. Yeah. Um, The other ones here, I'm looking at running back. And since since we're only half point PPR in FanDuel, it's a little different with some of the with some of the pass catcher types. Um, The guy I was kind of looking at here is and I talking about work guy I just talked about a workload guy who didn't do didn't produce much his last time out. What about Rob Kelly? Jay Gruden mm. likes Rob Kelly. He does. He does. He's going to give him the ball. And he's super duper cheap here. Yeah, yeah, I mean the match the matchups at play there. You know, you see all the running backs against the Vikings, you know, not not the best idea there, but um yeah, I don't know. I, I think the Vikings are as um Actually, no, they're the second uh, second worst fantasy matchup for that right. for running backs. Uh, yeah, if you, uh, that's a that's a GPP go against the grain play, I'd say. Right. Um, right. Wide receiver, my man Marvin is sixty four hundred. He's way too cheap. Way too cheap. Way yeah. too, way way too cheap. I mean, yeah, he he's almost. Like, I'm looking at him. and I go, I can't I can't imagine building a lineup without him in it. Here. <laughs> or at least Golden Tate. And, but yeah. All right. So one thing I, we, we're gonna I was gonna ask you about later, but I'm gonna ask you about now tight end so anytime you can just you know spend down a tight end because your top three are pretty obvious. I mean, you know, it's, it's gronk engram and doyle this week with the buys they're pretty obvious mm-hmm. um if you want to spend down so the giants have given up touchdowns in nine games in a row to tight ends mm, uh-huh my man yeah. george kittle is hurt so <laughs> oh well so much for that idea. And by the way, yeah. I think I talked about him on Tuesday's podcast, and I totally missed the fact that he was going to be out this week. So my yeah. apologies. <laughs> um, Garrett Selleck? Uh, I, I, uh, <laughs> uh, if you're playing that throwaway GPP spring it lineup, yeah. Uh, oof, that's uh, – you have more stones than I do, my friend, if you're going to do that. Uh, I mean in a, in a – you know, in a tournament, I mean – you know, it's there's there's an, there's an argument for it. Let's put it that way. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, maybe the Cameron Brait at 5,700 might be good for me. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, you play Garrett Selleck. You tell me how that works out. <laughs> well, in, in one tournament somewhere, I will play Garrett, Garrett Selleck. <laughs> Probably on FanDuel. All right. Over two and a half million players have won a cash prize playing on FanDuel. To take advantage of our special offer for new users, sign up today at FanDuel.com slash RW. You'll get a free six-month RotoWire subscription plus a free entry into the NFL Sunday Million, which offers more than a million dollars in cash prizes. And that's with your first deposit on FanDuel. Just visit FanDuel.com slash RW. Void where prohibited. Thank you, FanDuel. And thanks in advance to Garrett Selleck for scoring a touchdown (laughs) against the Giants. Um... Packers Bears is our next game. Um, the the Packers say they're going to do a running back committee. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was afraid of with Montgomery on passing downs. It fits though. Yeah, I mean it fits the Aaron Jones owners. You know, it was it was nice while yeah, it lasted. I have, I have both in one league, so that's oh, okay. going to be fun. Who is it? A PPR or not? <laughs> it it is, and 
You know, I, I think, you know, we've talked about Jones being the better running back, but Brett Hundley, you probably want to get him in a lot of shotguns. So that's a, that seems like Ty Montgomery. So, who, so you're going to play you, you're going to play Montgomery. I think I have to. OK, got it. <laughs> um, yeah. This game here, the I'd love to get the Bears defense somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, Hundley, and and as, as Jake pointed out on Tuesday when we were here, Hundley has not been turning the ball over. So we'll give him that. I mean, they, they, I don't think they put him in situations. They're basically keeping him very tightly controlled. But mm-hmm. um, I still would like to get the Bears defense here. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Um, still, you know, n- n- yeah. The, uh, yeah. <laughs> over, over under 30 carries for Jordan Howard. Over. <laughs> right? <laughs> oh, you know, the, it's fun, amazing how this season we've had so many, you know, over 30s. We, we would never have guessed this in, in other years where we, you know, mid-range offensive lines or offenses like, oh, 30 carries. Yeah, sure. We can do that. Right. Easily. And that guy Fox is going to want because I think the Bears are going to win this game. And if they win the game yeah. and, and the Packers don't score much, he's just going to. I mean, it, it's it almost can't be as extreme as it was the day against the Panthers. Right. With Trubisky throwing seven times. But mm. I mean, it's going to be some, that's going to be the, the idea going in. I, yeah, they got to get Tariq Cohen out there. I mean, anyone against these uh, these cornerbacks, you got to you got to take advantage of of picking at that passing beef passing defense for the Packers. It's just I'm not trusting Tanner Gentry, McBride or Wright or anybody to, to really test these guys. But you get Cohen in space, maybe Adam Shaheen gets involved more. Right. That could be an interesting play. It's uh, it's definitely doable for the Bears to win w- with with at least one passing touchdown. I know. All right. Shock. Yeah, I'm picking the Bears in this one. The, the Cohen's a weird one for me. Mm-hmm. I, I don't understand. After the way things went the first few weeks, how they've just kind of, you know, they haven't thrown to him as much. They haven't mm-hmm. used him as much. I mean, you don't want Jordan Howard carrying the ball 25 plus times a game. You'd rather rest right. him in. And Cohen would seem to be the perfect complement. Yeah. Uh, t- you know, gives you a little bit more punch downfield. No one else really gives you that. Right. So I, I don't know. I mean, I, th- I, th- I thought with the lack of passing weapons, they would throw to him a lot this year. And the, and, and, and the difference between the first four games and the second four games is just striking. So. Yeah. I, I mean, you know, it, it's an offense where you run through Howard and see what else happens, I guess. Yeah. yeah. All right. Um, any w- would you start a Packers wide receiver? Devonte Adams, 10 targets last week. Yeah, I mean, I, I did say Adams was the number one now because he'll have that more mid-range game to him, even, even though Jordy Jordy's the better overall, I think, you know, big play receiver. I think Adams is the guy that Hulley will look to more often just because it's it's the first read. And you know what, you know what I mean? He's kind of like the guy that, that kind of runs intermediate routes a bit more than yep. Jordy. So, right. yeah, I have, I have a lot of Jordy, and I'm not very happy. Uh, Bengals-Titans. Uh, the Titans are making noise that Marcus Mariota is finally ready to run again which is good news if you own him. Very good, obviously. Because um, the first, you know, until he got hurt, he was, he was taken off a bit more this year, more design runs. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, Corey Davis, look, last week, I know he didn't get a lot of looks and a lot of production. He was on the field for 75% of snaps. The first week of the season, remember, 10 targets, 6 for 68. Mm-hmm. It's coming. It, and it might come soon. Yep. It might surprise us. When it, when it happens, it might just be, boom. That's, you know, John, in my best John Madden. <laughs> that, that might happen. I mean, it could happen this Sunday, and and I would not be shocked. He makes a huge difference overall for the offense um, for Mariota. He's he, he stretches the field even more so. Even Rashad Matthews has that ability, but having Davis and Matthews on the field at the same time, possibly getting Delaney Walker back, 
I wish I would have bought low on Mariota in more situations. Uh, okay. Definitely, definitely, you know, very, very excited to be there. And, you know, Delaney Walker, I believe he's coming. He's 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 probable. I think he should be OK this week, if I'm not mistaken. I so I think so. I will check. Yeah. Real quick. He's questionable, but I think he's expected, um, you know, Decker kind of being out, out of the fold a little bit more, even though he got a touchdown last week. I think Davis is overtaking the hit targets that he left behind. So. Yeah, Titans are on the upward on the upward swing for sure on offense. I, you know, so I was saying to someone earlier this week that the Titans, I feel like I look at them and before the season they were such a trendy pick. Yeah, and I'm looking at them and they're five and three, and one of the losses was no Mariota on the road. And I'm right. looking at them and I'm going, yeah, okay. Like, I don't know what I was expecting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, maybe I was expecting yeah. too much because they're pretty solid. You know, they're on track to to make the playoffs. Yeah. Much. I, I got that Tennessee Jacksonville Week 17 game circled. It's going to be very interesting. That might be for the division. That, so. that could be the flat. That could be the the Sunday flex game. That would be cool. Jack, be Jaguars great? defense in prime time. That'd be awesome. Where's that game? Uh, let me see. Hang on. Okay. Uh, it is at Tennessee. That's so. just great. And Christmas yeah. is a sun. Christmas is a Monday, right? Yeah, that'd be that'd be New Year's, I believe. So. Oh, New that'd Eve. be New Year's. You're right. Okay. Yeah. So that's just great stuff. I would love Look, to see that. You know what? If we're going to be had to work those days, could be some fun games either way. So right, yeah. Do we? Are we going to do week seventeen stuff? Do we think? I don't. Oh, I don't ask. know. We'll ask. I mean, we'll be here. Please, Twitter, please, Twitter, we, and Twitter will be there too. We so. hope you're not listening, other than for DFS for week seventeen, because you're playing a stupid <laughs> league if you're listening for right. week seventeen. Yeah, exactly. All right. Um, anything else? Bengals side. AJ Green. Um, I don't know why everybody wanted AJ Green to get suspended. I know well, what he did wrong. Yeah, but he got ejected. Early. I mean, that's we needed to add another game. Some people thought. Yeah. Yeah. Evans didn't get ejected, but got suspended. Green was ejected, didn't get suspended. Right. That's right. That's interesting. Right. But it makes it, it, it kind of makes sense. They're, they're bas- both basically missing a game. I suppose. Maybe I that know. that's probably what they figured. But, you know, you know, as Jake Latarski said, he was probably watching too much GSP. From from last weekend, <laughs> that's right. Rear, so, rear, rear naked chokehold, I guess, was was really was really effective for him. Did you see what uh, what Jalen Ramsey said? No. Oh, oh, he said he was soft. He or told something, him right? he was soft. Yeah. As a Cowboy fan, don't you wish more every day that you, they picked him? <sighs> but stop rubbing it in. Oh, God, <laughs> might be, Ramsey might be one of the best players overall in the league. God, that guy's good. Yeah. And look at look at and look at us. We're complaining. We're basically saying, man, why did they pick Ezekiel Elliott? <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, team context, bigger picture. I know. Right. Ramsey Ramsey just shuts people down, man. Yep. Guys, for fantasy purposes, Zeke wound up in the perfect spot. Yes, but, absolutely. But yeah, I, I, yeah, you read my mind though. Yeah. <laughs> um. All right. Texans and Rams. Um. I think one of my my favorite underrated for this week is that CJ Fedorowicz is probably coming back for the. Yes. Yeah. Call. I love I was it. Good. He was on my list to mention. Yeah. yeah. He's oh, sorry. I took that from you. No, it's fine. That's a good one. That's a real, I mean, for Savage, that's a really nice one. And he's, he's another one. He's, he's super cheap on FanDuel at 4,600. Um, yeah. He's expected to play. I know that I read something last night that what Savage, DeAndre Hopkins has been 15 plus targets in three of, Savage's last four starts or something. Um, but I would think that's going to change yeah. a little bit here. Well, I mean, he, they, they had three completions to Fedorowicz before they had the quarterback change and before Fedorowicz got hurt. Right. Uh, and week one. Um, so, yeah, I, I think if you're struggling at tight end, that's a really nice, uh, at least bye week filling, if not a guy that 
is a fringe starter most weeks now with Savage. A PPR checkdown potential there is huge. Yep. Um, if Norwitz had it was concussion should be out of it. expected to play. You might see the concussion uh, note next to his name if you like, but he's supposed yeah. to play. Um, yeah. Other side, I feel like I want to play Sammy Watkins. <laughs> Are you, you? You said that more excited than usual, right? I mean, <laughs> I feel everyone's shying well, away from him. Where does Jeff have him? Do you have that uh, handy? Let's see. Twenty um, third uh, among whiteouts, which I think is right. Yeah, I think it's about about pretty good. I mean, that Texas defense, people don't keep forgetting, not what it used to be without Watt and and merciless, and you know, I, I think Watkins probably won't. Jonathan Joseph might be on Robert Woods instead, right? So, so I mean, and, and I mean, he has been Watkins has been attracting the better quarters, which is making things really good for Woods. Yeah, but but yeah, I have Woods tw- Watkins twenty first. Yeah, I mean, I love golf either way this week again. Yeah, so. the poor Texans. I think this could go bad. No, it's it's. I mean, it sucks, but yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's gonna be a Rams uh, Rams offense, but forty point game again. I think. Oh man, yep. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I actually have Woods three spot. Watkins twenty first, Woods twenty fourth. Yeah, so. I mean they're they're gonna be both be wide receiver twos moving forward. Uh, but you know, Cooper Cup might get on the action too. But I don't know, Cup's the the more of the X factor wild card. Okay. So. Um, we're going to go to the Cowboys Falcons. Um, no. Dez did yeah. not practice Wednesday. Do we know anything? Do we know his status? Still questionable. Um, you know, I picked up Terrence Williams in a few leagues just, just in case uh, he's mostly used as a blocker, but I think that they kind of figured out last week. Oh yeah, we can use him as a whiteout too. <laughs> right. He was, he was pretty, oh, he had some pretty open spots and, you know, soft areas of the, of the chief zone. And that's a very soft secondary besides uh, Peters to take advantage of anyway. And the Falcons, I mean, maybe if Desmond Trufant covers him, maybe he'll have more trouble as the main focus of the defense. But I don't know. I still, th- I still think there's, you know, double digit targets potential there if Des doesn't play. Okay. Um, what if Des does play? Cause Des got hurt late in that game, right? Yeah, fourth quarter-ish, I think, second half. Williams's production. Williams Williams got hurt late. That's what it was. Bryant was kind of early. Right. No, Bryant was early. I thought Bryant got hurt late. Bryant was hurt before Williams was hurt. I'll say that. That that was what it was. Um, Let's see. Fourth quarter. Okay. Des got hurt. What I was getting at is that Williams's production was not a function of Des being out. Right. It was not. Now, Uh, does that make you want to go back to it? What if Des plays? How how well, much is I mean we've done we've been down this road with Williams before, right? And it just never it, it always burns you when you count I mean, on it. If Des is an active, Bryce Butler is also a nice uh, wild card pick, dice roll. I wish they would play him more. He's got a lot of downfield potential. If, if Des plays, Cole Beasley is your guy, I think again. Yeah, because the the matchup seems better with the with the nickel and dime backs more than anything there. But you know, Des taking up space more probably goes in Beasley's favor. So. Okay. Um, other side Falcons. I mean, you know, Julio is what he is. Sanu is a threat to catch oh. five passes and not do much with them. Julio and Freeman both hurt. So yes, yeah. and Freeman. Least. I don't know. I mean, we think this will be a high scoring game, which you'd want to. I mean, as as disappointing as Freeman has been this season, and let me let me double check that high score. Yeah, the over under fifty and a half, which is the I highest think one I, on the board. Yeah, um, I'm not a fan of that one, Freeman. You would you would think if it's a high scoring game and Freeman's playing, he would he he's a I mean he's as he's as logical a candidate to score a touchdown as anybody, except maybe for Zeke in that game. 
Yeah, I guess. I mean, they don't. They really don't know how to use him properly, even when they, he is healthy. I wish they throw to him. I wonder why they stopped throwing to him. I don't. I, don't, yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't. I'm not smart enough, I guess, to know why they haven't or how that's, that's worked. A, it's weird. A, yeah, you'd think a college system would be all about that, but <laughs> right because the last uh, two years he caught a ton of passes. Well, you know, the, the, the uh, Sarkeesian to re- replacing Shanahan's the big thing there. Um, I'm surprised they haven't thrown it to Evan Coleman. Oh, Cal- Coleman had a big start to the receiving area with you know before the bye week in week five, and then he's kind of really hasn't done much otherwise. And Freeman, you know, one of the better running backs in the league, and you're not using him correctly. That's just you know, I don't know how you still have a job that way. Yeah. But you know, the, the injuries, you know, they listed it as a knee injury, Freeman. So. I'm a little frightened. I own him in a couple of places and I'm looking to kind of pile up other options in case he doesn't go. Gotcha. So. Okay. Giants Niners. We talked about the, the tight ends, the Colossus mm. for San Francisco. Um, so it <laughs> sounds like Jimmy G not going to start again. And, and uh, so th- this, yeah. they're trying to protect him. Sure. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's not a, we don't think he's ready. It, and this is not them saying it. This is me saying it. It's not the I don't. We don't think he's ready. It's a, we don't want to get him killed. Sure. Yeah, I think so. Which is valid. I, yeah. But Beathard's terrible. Yeah. Well, he's you know he snuck that rushing touchdown in, which you know made, right. made a lot of hide owners <clears throat> me very angry. <laughs> did you see the Did you see the ball he threw off the helmet? Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. I mean, you watched. I watched the fourth quarter of that game. I'm going. God, this guy's so bad. Because yeah. the 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 thing is. The last couple of weeks, I've wanted to pick the Niners because if you look at their schedule, they played a lot of close games. And we've talked yes, about this. Correct, but the thing yes. is, that changed when they made the quarterback change. They, they sure. become especially bad. And, and you got to think, yeah. I mean, I know you want to protect Garoppolo, but do, at what cost? Like, do you want to go 0-16? You know? You kind of do, actually. <laughs> if you're the I, Niners, I, know, I think. But at some point, doesn't a coach want to I, – I know you want the pick – but don't you want – I mean, you, you need to give your team some hope. And this quarterback is just not doing it. Well, I mean, look at this. After the Giants, they have the Week 11 bye. And they have the Seahawks, Bears, Texans. That, that might, the Texans might even be their winnable game out of all this. Titans, Jaguars, Rams. That's a tough finish to the year. Right. This is the one. So this is the one. Maybe the Houston's the one if you really, really get creative. Yeah, this is one of the ones. How about that? Right. So, yeah, I, I feel – you know what? You lose to the Giants this week, take the bye for Garoppolo, and then you win against the Texans, and you hope you lose every other game, and you get the number one pick. I guess. <laughs> I don't know. This is just – they got to play him. You're right. No, they got to get him a couple games before the end of the year, get him adjusted. But, but the bye coming up, why throw him in there and risk anything right now? Maybe. Be, why risk That's it? Be, because guess. your current quarterback is a train wreck. And because the Giants' pass rush is great, and they're getting Jenkins back too. So. Mm. Right. Is it, I wonder if Vernon's getting back. Hang on. He's not. Be, I don't think he was limited Wednesday last I checked. OK, so I don't, not, yeah, that would make a difference. I agree. Not on track, but yeah. OK. All right. Um, anything else in that? Ca- Darkwa. I want to talk about. Do you I mean, he's the guy. He is the guy. Any uh, interests? I mean, San Francisco's meh, on defense. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I, I like hide against the Giants. I'll say that because um, they've, they've had a little bit of a. Weak run defense at home. I saw a good stat on that, but yeah, I, I think you have to go with Darkwa. Do I care? I don't know. <laughs> um, Vereen not probably not going to be involved in this game because it's not really going to be you know the a pass heavy, right? Right. And yeah, I, I'm not excited about any of them. Okay, I'm really not. I have Darkwa ranked pretty high, actually. 
What do you think? Like, what, I'm like six, eh, 16th. Actually, something. you know, I have him 23rd, but I think that might be a little low. So, All right, well. And that's I think with Forte Hire, who's a mystery. Right. So. He'll get 15 touches, Darko, at least. So, Which is a lot. It is a lot, I guess, but... All right, maybe I'm bitter the Paul Perkins situation. <laughs> maybe you are. <laughs> I am. That's okay. Uh, All right, Pat's Broncos. Um, Hogan probably not playing. Yeah, uh, the Broncos back. Okay, first of all, I think the Broncos can win this game. I, I think there's a real chance the Broncos can win this game. Mm, yeah, they got to get a, they got to get a big turnover. You know, uh, they probably have to get a defensive touchdown in my eyes, but. Yeah, um, that that secondary is always going to be tough. And if they lose Hogan, you know, to Cooks on Harris or Tlaib will be a big difference maker because they, they might have Harris on Cooks to keep him, you know, keep up with the speed or Tlaib if they really want to just kind of muscle him around. Yeah, I, I think there's something within reach. I, I, I don't want to bank on Osweiler, though. Right. Um, right. I, I, th- I feel like if, if yeah. you own Patriots fantasy players, this one – is not as easy as it looks. And I think we might have a temptation at this point to look at the Broncos and go, oh, you know, they're slipping. No. And maybe they are, and they've been bad lately. But, I mean, they're home. I mean, th- this is another one. Pride games, I know there's no, there, there's there's not a lot of analytical logic to that. Hmm. This is not a terrible, I think this is a mediocre team, not a terrible team. I think the Eagles game was really, I don't want to say an anomaly, but definitely because the Eagles are probably are the most finely tuned offense going right now. And I'm saying that we're talking about the Patriots. I think the Eagles are the, the supreme offense right now. They have their depth is ridiculous. I think the, the Patriots have depth as well, but if, without Hogan, it definitely takes a big of a hit. Yeah. Um, Gronkowski's your play because the Broncos with tight ends talked about that many times, even though, even though they might put a cornerback on Gronkowski, right. um, <laughs> I might, would. might be might be worth it. Um, but Amendola sneaky Amendola. Yeah. I think Amendola is a little bit sneaky, but you know, ha- you know, if he's in the slot, Harris will follow him. They'll probably have Philip Dorsett in there somewhere, maybe, right? Or I, yeah, I guess, yeah. Uh, I, I, I'm not going to downgrade Brady much because of this. I think he's still a quarterback one. Okay, but but is that a strong quarterback one? Eh, maybe like a seventh or eighth overall. I think among quarterbacks there. Um, yeah, Dorsett could be a sneaky little play though in DFS if you're really looking deep. Right. Uh, but, you know, the, and the Patriots have a lot of running backs they can throw to. So th- th- there's ways to get around it. Speaking of the Patriots running backs. Yes. What do you do there? I mean, Burkhead, last yeah. last time out before the bye, Burkhead kind of came out and said, you know, hey, I'm here, too. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Um, James White, I think, is still my number one play. OK. P- PPR set up. You know, it's a it's a, again, as I said, they'll probably throw the backs a lot. The Broncos have a sturdy uh, run defense overall. You know, I think they're one of the top bottom three yardage allowed on the ground. So it looks like a James White game to me as confidently as I can say that way. Now watch Mike Gillisley just break out this game. Oh my gosh. It's the worst right? matchup possible. That's it when we all <laughs> wrote him off. Um, what about the Broncos backfield? Booker seems like, ah uh, man, yeah. He's stepping up a little bit here. And, and, and I mentioned to Jake the other day, Sal Palantonio said it Sunday morning. He said, I think we're going to see more Booker. And I've been stashing Booker in several leagues. I think it's going to pay off. Okay. In this game. Um, you know, Patriots pass defense, you get Booker on a wheel or something like that. He's, you know, I just, Jamal Charles still playing just boggles my mind. You see, you watch Booker, you know, there's film, the film just says Booker looks much more explosive, especially than Anderson too. And then now you have a third cog in the wheel 
the passing game. Booker can do a little bit of the in between the tackles. I think he had a goal line touchdown in recent weeks, and then you know, I, know, I know it was a blowout, I think, but still, you know, he's showing that he can do both things, and I think he's the riser out of this backfield. Okay, um, yeah. what about CJ Anderson? What do you tell us, CJ Anderson, on right now? Uh, you could play him as a second running back this week, low end, I guess. Um, I still think there's value to him. I think Charles might be the one that gets pushed out if Booker, you know, does excel in those passing outings. Um, I think Charles is just nice insurance at this point. If, if everything were to be ideal, you know, Booker's your, your fresher legs and yeah, it's, I think Anderson and Booker are the safer ones moving forward. Okay. Last game Monday, Dolphins, Panthers, the Dolphins are just, I mean, I, <laughs> what a mystery these guys are. Yeah. The, the analytics say they're terrible, right? Mm-hmm. But they're, the, yeah. they're four and five. And yeah. Well, close loss on Sunday night. Thing is, the analytics say they're they're within that. Remember that Devontae Parker last play against the Jets touchdown. Yep, they are that play away from being shut out three times. Yeah, but yeah. they won on the road at at the Chargers and at the Falcons. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I don't know. I, I don't. I I don't think they're good, uh, but I don't. I don't feel comfortable knowing any given week what the hell they're going to do. That's a fair point. Uh, this is a week where I think the cornerback matchup favors Miami. I think Devontae Parker coming back in this offense is a huge, huge jolt yeah. uh, to the downfield game. I think Parker and Landry against these cornerbacks are going to go wild. I think Cutler has another solid week. James, why are you picking on James Bradbury? Why? Because <laughs> uh, exposing against real competition, he's been you know a little bit, little bit weaker. Um, <sighs> Fine. You know, the other side's ter- the other yeah. side's no good. I agree. Yeah, I, it's it's another Jay Cutler DFS week, possibly. Oh uh, very tempted. The Drake Williams tandem seems to be working. Yeah, maybe not working as much as the, it was the Raiders. So, you know, any, anybody can work against the Raiders. I kind of like Drake against this uh, this defense a little bit. Oh, man, I, I love the Panthers defense, but okay, I think they're going to. I think this could be one of those shutout games. Really? Yeah, wow. okay. I think it could. Um, but well, the, the, the trench matchup does favor Carolina. I'll agree yeah. with you. Um, Miami's offense. All right. So the other way, however, the thing is, I don't think like I'm looking at this game and I want to check the over on this one because it's not high 40. Yeah, right. I, I think this could be, I mean, if, if you look at the Panthers, they've been, I mean, six and three, it's hard to complain. Mm-hmm. Um, but they've been grinding out wins. You know, huh. it's been, I mean, even the, even the 49ers won. They took care of business week one. But yeah. They won, what, 20 to three or 23 to three. I forget what it was. Right. And it's like, they're not, you know, you, they're, they're not the kind of team that's going to, that's going to light up the Dolphins if they play well. They're more likely if they score 24, they're going to go, okay, that's fine. Right. And, and win 24 to 10 or something. Okay. Well, um, and, and you know, now who's getting, you know, who's doing most of the grinding and out last week, right? Yeah. McCaffrey finally ran well. <laughs> thank goodness. Yeah. That was great. Um, I mean, the Jonathan Stewart, oh man, everybody here is so down on Jonathan Stewart. It, it is like, if you listen to the, like, I, I know the sports radio guys, so I listen to them all the time in the car. And mm-hmm. every caller this week is, you know, are we, I mean, are, are we done with Jonathan Stewart? Can we just play Cameron Artist Payne as the compliment to McCaffrey? I don't want to see Jonathan Stewart ever again. Like, everybody's done with him. <laughs> it's just, you know, we're finished with him. So I don't know. I don't yeah. know if that's, that's totally accurate. Well, I mean, it's not the greatest offensive line in front of him. I think he needs like the old days of the 
great Panthers pounding, you know, offensive line to really open up holes for him. Yeah. He's not, he's not the type of guy that, McCaffrey's the type of guy that, that can do it his own. And if he's getting in that groove again, I think there's a, there's, there's a good way to do that. I don't know. I, I think that the, the Falcons have a lighter normal front. Cause I, you know, their linebacker core is not good. They actually play, you know, that Deion Jones is a lighter line, linebacker. I think that might've favored McCaffrey getting to the okay. second level easier. I don't know if the Dolphins will be that way this week because, you know, they have some, you know, they actually have actual linebackers for the most part back right. there, like like a Kiko Alonso type for as bad as he's been metrically. Uh, there's still, a, you know, tougher matchup there. And I don't know. I think, Mc- but it's good that he's running with confidence, at least. And they're showing they want to run him in between the tackles, which is great for fantasy. So, yes, they, they have been saying all along it's going to come, you know, yeah. they, they, they weren't going to, you know, shy away from running him. So, yeah, I'm curious to see that, too. Um, all right, everybody. Listeners to our podcast and get a free 10-day Rotowire trial at rotowire.com slash pod. No credit card required that lets you check out nearly all of our features at Rotowire. Check it out now, rotowire.com slash pod. Tim, you've got your noon Facebook Q&A this Sunday, back after a week off. What else you got going on? Yes, yes, I actually do. Uh, this, this afternoon, I'm on ESPN Radio New Orleans at 3.30. Yeah. Uh, got got question Q&A there for that. We got John McKechnie on the Facebook Live tonight at 6.30 Eastern for Thursday Night Football questions, you know, trying to set up those Seahawks and Cardinals parts of your lineup. Um, a lot of baseball sneaking into my schedule now, uh, writing a lot of outlooks for the upcoming draft guide and, you know, exciting times when both those collide again, I guess. Um, but, you know, still fitting in my football there. Got to, you know, got to answer those questions. And I appreciate you guys asking all the stuff you do on Sundays, I like having the chat. Hope you guys can join us. Facebook Live, um, just you know the Facebook page. Just search Rotowire, Facebook.com/slash Rotowire if you want to do that way. Uh, we go about forty-five minutes, 12, 12 to twelve forty-five Eastern. So you know, nice chunk of time there. I hope to hope to get you guys uh, involved. All right. And by the way, with the local radio guys, you just tell them how much you love Marshall Lattimore. They will love it. Oh, I have been. We've we've been like rev- we've been you know regaling in this this defense finally showing you know some 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 aptitude i guess right yeah it's, it's been fun they it's been a new era in, in my saints radio appearances no kidding <laughs> all right thanks tim and everybody if you like this podcast we would appreciate it if you leave us a review and a rating you've been doing that a lot and 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 we thank you for it and we want to thank you for listening to this edition of the rotowire fantasy football podcast sponsored by FanDuel. our next episode's coming on friday derek and i are going to wrap up the news and injury report and all that stuff so please check back then with us for tim heaney i'm john halpin see you next time Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.